Postmodern Art Podcast, a podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year again. It is time for Amateur April! It's the one time of the year to where I find some incredible artists out there in the world that I absolutely believe deserve more of a following than they do now. Now, I will be honest, with this week's episode, I am kind of stretching it a little bit because, well, to be blunt, this week's guest does have quite a bit of a following behind them. But you know what? Screw it. This was an episode that I had planned before I went on my little mini hiatus or whatnot, and I still think they're an incredible artist. So, hey, don't touch that dial because we have a fantastic guest this week. This week's guest is Corey Beepington, a TV-headed animator that is leading the charge with their own indie animated psychological horror slash dramedy. Please stay tuned. I've been keeping tabs with Please Stay Tuned for a little bit now, and especially knowing just how incredible and surreal the project is expected to be, and just seeing even like what little glimpses there are out there, I knew I had to bring Corey on to talk about just how much of an incredible project that they are producing. Make sure you support Corey with the links down in the description below, and make sure you show as much love and support you can for Please Stay Tuned. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff. I absolutely love it, and I cannot get enough of it, and I appreciate the love and support you guys give. I always do. If you want to go a little bit further with that support... Maybe you should consider being a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash PMAP. I'll be honest, I've been slacking a little bit when it comes to updates, but if you join, you can get exclusive behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, bonus episodes, and so much more, which you can support today at patreon.com slash PMAP. And look, if all you're trying to do is find a calm, cool, casual place where you can talk about your art and talk about some of the incredible artists that I've brought on this podcast... Maybe you should consider joining our Discord server, the Artist Sanctuary. We've already developed a cool group right there with some incredible artists showcasing some incredible stuff, and I think you would be a wonderful addition to that today. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Okay, Corey, before we get this show on the road, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's say you get to go to a desert island on your own accord. It is just you, along with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe. You get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. With accommodations, you're not stranded. You're just, you know, taking a vacation, more or less. To help with whatever... No, sorry. Sorry. Uh... I don't like this situation. Take a break? (laughs) Me? You have everything accomplished or whatnot. Like, like this is you getting a chance. Like, or everything. Let's just say for this situation, everything else is on pause. You get to like literally take a breather for like a little bit before it's back to the usual grind. Anyways, that sounds to, horrible. Oh, well. Back to the question. <laughs> to help with whatever kind of mentality you want on this island, you could bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you. Again, to help with whatever you know vibe you want to have while you're taking your mini vacation. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Uh, is this a really convoluted way of saying, like, what's your favorite show of all no, time? No, 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 because sometimes your favorite show is something that's only, like, 13 episodes. You can only enjoy that, like, so many times. But, like, you know, for example, like, for me, I thought about this a good bit. I would try to bring, like, I want to say, like, the entirety of the discography of uh, my, one of my favorite artists, Tyler, the Creator. Like, because there's so, like, the way that... 
uh, he's able to like tell a story like throughout an album or something like that. Like that's a good way to like just kind of zone out and get into your own mentality. Plus, there's like six or seven albums right there, so that's like a good mentality to have instead of like saying I would bring I would bring the movie Whiplash. You know, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one. I'll be real. I'm like si- I'm like opening my brain like a filing <laughs> cabinet right now. I'm like, what do I want? What do I want? Uh, you know, let's say I have dinner. I'll, I'll go back to a time that I kind of experienced similar to this a few quarters ago. Um, are you familiar with the artist uh, Jan Schweikmeyer? I think that's how you say it. Uh, off the top of my head, I am not. Uh, um, he's a Czechoslovakian artist. Okay. And he's, like, really known for his stop-motion films. They're very Ooh. strange. Um, they're very strange and very surreal. Uh, his most famous one is Dimensions of Dialogue. And I know Rick and Morty actually referenced a scene from it. Uh, mm. I would I would watch his films while I uh, ate dinner. Okay. Uh, a lot of his films have the theme of eating in it. So, like, you know, how, how fitting of it. Uh, I would <laughs> like to bring his work with me. I find his work very inspiring. They're just these surreal very strange stop motion things. I want like everything he's ever produced, like even the stuff he hasn't put out yet. I want, I want all of Jens Schweikmeyer's works just in my, in my brain as I'm on this terrible vacation where I can't work <laughs> and I, I can't draw anything. And this, this is the worst. When do I get to go home? I, okay. Time out. To be fair, I didn't say that you couldn't like bring work supplies with you. I'm just saying you get a chance to like get away from society a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Society. Oh, okay. I get, I get to joker it. Also, also, uh, I, I, I hope I said the name correctly, but yeah, his, his work is very inspiring and very great. I mean, I can imagine, especially with like stop motion, especially the, the topics that you're talking about or whatnot. I, I definitely need to take a chance to sit down, uh, look at their work or whatnot but that just sounds interesting like especially the realm of stop motion i think you can obviously agree with me by saying this there is so many like untapped potential when it comes to like stop motion and what could be explored through there you do you know gekida and inu curry actually uh, madoka magica uh off the top of my head again off the top of my head i don't think i do Okay, so Madoka Magica. This is what really got me into mixed media. Um, my okay. mother, I, I was, bo- I had needed something to do, and my mother, my mother's an accountant, so okay. I shred papers for her sometimes. She's like, "Hey, Corey, you want to make forty dollars?" Okay, <laughs> I'd like forty dollars. So she hands me a stack of papers and uh, an old shredder, and I have to sh- feed the papers into the shredder and shred these papers. And it takes like six hours, but hey, I was getting paid to do it, so I didn't yeah. mind. And I could watch something while I was doing it. And uh, asked my friends, "Hey, I'm about to shred papers. What should I watch?" And they suggested Madoka Magica. And okay. I look at it, and I'm like, "This looks like something I would hate. It's so cute <laughs> and awful. What? What?" And they said, "Trust us, Corey. You'll like it." So I put it on, and oh my god, they were right. <laughs> the art in Madoka Magica is that uh, I won't spoil much, but they go to these labyrinths controlled okay. by these witches, and in the wit- in these witch labyrinths, it's uh, done by this artist Gekidan Inu Curry. I hope mm. I'm saying that right. Where it's mixed media stop motion combined with 2D animation, and I'm so glad I saw this because that actually influenced a lot of things on Please Stay Tuned. Okay. Uh, one scene in particular, which I will not spoil, exists. And it's the most important scene in Please Stay Tuned, literally because I watched Madoka Magica. Okay. And it, that show ended up inspiring just 
combining stop motion with uh, 2D and other forms, it just makes things uncanny and scary. And I love it. I love stop motion. It's inc- it really is incredible. But nevertheless, the the artists that you initially mentioned or whatnot, their work, their stop motion films. That's your answer. You're locking that in. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jan Schweigmeier. If I can have Geeky Donnie New Curry's work too, that's great as well. I just love those. I love bizarre stop motion. I love it so much. You you know what? I think I'll allow an exception because the way you're describing that stuff or or whatnot. Yeah, no, take their stuff as well. Like that, they're both on this island. Congratulations. Current uh, too. So it's like <laughs> a lot of things encourage this mix. I love. I'm getting more into this, like combining animation media, and now I'm learning 3D. So now I'm gonna okay. be even more powerful. Well, we'll, uh, well I'll say yeah. we'll definitely divulge a lot more into all of that. But for now, okay. I just want to say I cannot think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Uh, you can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP. And follow us on uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> they are a TV-headed animator leading the charge at Closed Circuit Studios for the indie animated psychological horror slash dramedy. Please stay tuned. Welcome to the podcast, Corey Bippington. You make me sound a lot cooler than I actually am. <laughs> I think you're cool, okay? Like, just in our little conversation alone, I think you're cool, okay? <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> How are you doing today, Corey? Alive. That is a good, Somehow. valid mentality. Um, <laughs> well, nevertheless, thank you for being alive to take the time to uh, join us on our for the this episode of the podcast. Um, I know, like I said before, I had seen teases of please stay tuned i actually i told you beforehand i contributed a small amount but i still contributed to the the indiegogo to help get please stay tuned going or whatnot and seeing how much more has developed since that indiegogo campaign it had me excited and i knew i needed to have you on at some point so thank you once again for taking the time to be here so we can actually discuss this this beautiful monstrosity in the making is that the best way to word it <laughs> monstrosity yeah, yeah, we'll we'll go with that. Just just for you, buddy. Just for you, postmod <laughs> art pod. I, I don't know your name. Uh, you said, just you, for you. You can all either call me Nathan or Post. That's what people usually call me. So thank you, Nathan. <laughs> but before that we... was my stop motion teacher's name. So oh, okay. So there you go. Uh, we but... talked about stop mo. <laughs> I can Huh? Stop motion teacher talking about stop motion. I wonder what else they would talk about. <laughs> But before we really divulge into Please Stay Tuned and what you're making nowadays, I want to go back just a little bit and know more or less the origin story of Corey, if I may. What got you interested in art and animation in the first place? I know we kind of divulged a little bit into it with, you know, helping out your your mom and stuff, but what more or less got you interested in art and animation in the first place? Five years old, there was a movie called Dumbo. Okay, good start. We're starting we're starting. And in the movie Dumbo... There's a scene, mm-hmm. the pink elephant scene. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids know it as the source of their nightmares. <laughs> but for me, I was entranced. I remember those. I think the sequence is like four minutes long, three to four minutes. I kept replaying it and replaying it. I was so enamored by this scene of morphing elephants. And 
I, I didn't know why. I just loved how it changed, and I wanted to do more of that. When I was in the sixth grade, I had no friends. Oh. So I made my own up. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that on so I, many different I levels. Actually, <laughs> I actually originally didn't want to go into animation. Uh, really? I wanted to be in game dev. I really wanted to be a game designer uh, okay. for a very long time. I played Pokemon Explorers of, uh, Explorers of Time, mm. and that just got me really into storytelling, and I wanted to tell stories. And I remember in high school, I finally got to take my first game class, my first programming class. I was so excited, and then and then you took it. I did something, <laughs> and I destroyed a computer. I don't know what I did. How the computer was gone, <laughs> and I learned that programming was not my thing. <laughs> Additionally, uh, up until that point, uh, are you familiar with the website Flipnote Hatena? Hatena. I've heard of Flipnote, but not not that full name. No, I'm not aware of it. So Flipnote Hatena was where I originally actually started animating. It was like this website on the DSI. It was an oh, app and yeah, you could I upload your animations. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. So uh, for a very long time, I think from 2010 to 2011, I, uh, I animated on the DSI and I made stuff and I put it online. I was like moderately popular. I made Kirby flip notes because I really love Kirby. Okay. I still do. I have a Kirby blanket. It's I, I love Kirby. Aww. But I would make all these um, animations on my DSI and then eventually I got enrolled in this. There was this local animation school near me, like a little summer camp. And I learned Adobe Flash there. And I made Flash animations for a really long time. And, you know, after the whole programming thing happened, uh, I learned that game dev probably wasn't going to be for me. So I'm like, how can I tell stories? And then I said, animation will be what I do. So I made some cartoons on YouTube. Or My my first show, technically, was called uh, The Awesomeness Show. Okay. And I, I made it in middle school with one of my friends, and it was just this goofy. It was my the first thing I made once I learned how to use Flash, and it was not good. Don't try to find it; it's bad. <laughs> uh, but it was just like my self insert and their goofy adventures, and they had like four clones of themselves and a flying alligator, and they like kill so many people for no reason whatsoever. If you piss them off, just it was really bad. I don't recommend watching it. You, you say I, you say it's bad. I want to look that like that sounds incredible. It's like, <laughs> it looks like really old flash animation, but like somehow more incompetent. It's it's bad. And like the the, the microphone was like recorded with like a desktop mic. So oh. and the audio just sounds like <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's not good. So I, I've been making cartoons for a very, very long time. I just, I like it. It's a lot of fun. I, I, I go to school now for it. I'm learning 3D now so I can become more powerful mm-hmm. and ruin more things for people. I'm, I, I love animation and I'm glad I do it. Uh, as for the game dev thing, I'd like to do it again someday, but with less fatalities to computer. I mean, I downloaded <laughs> RPG Maker. It was on sale for $10. I'm going to make the worst RPG ever one day, maybe. <laughs> I was going to say, please stay tuned, RPG win. That, that That's all we need at this point. It'll be like Undertale, but worse. <laughs> it, it'll be like, it, it'll be the opposite of Undertale. It's like over, over story. There you go. Over story. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for chapter three. I'm very afraid, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> 
I I want to go back on a certain point that you brought up that you know whenever the game dev thing fell through the first question you asked for yourself is how am I going to be able to tell stories how like I I can only imagine with some of the influences that you have and we'll definitely divulge into that but like especially like the the Dumbo scene or whatnot how important was like storytelling for you especially at that young of age I liked pretty pictures when they moved all of my favorite sequences um were like the ones that gave kids nightmares <laughs> as a kid. Like if it was a scene that gave people nightmares, it was like emotional scenes I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, um you see, I was a really stupid child. So like when Mufasa dies in The Lion King, I thought he was Spoiler. like he's <laughs> like forty years old. I, I know, I know. Or like when Bambi's mom gets shot, I didn't understand what happened. Spoiler! So I <laughs> And, like, then there was, like, the donkey scene from Pinocchio. Oh, that... I was enamored by that, too. Like, every scene that gave you nightmares as a child, I would, like, keep rewinding it to try to understand the emotions. Or, like, I would, I would, um, I'd keep replaying it. Now, now I have autism. Okay. Uh, so, it kind of, uh, having it kind of makes things a little different in your brain. Like, sometimes emotions process differently or certain things just cause happy it's it's very weird it's different for everybody but mm-hmm. i don't know if that affected it or not but i was just always enamored by scenes where things get weird and i've, I've always loved the scary scenes in animation when Coraline came out i remember when yeah. everyone was terrified of that movie I, I loved that movie. I was gonna say I don't. I, at least in my experience, I don't remember people ever being really terrified of that movie. But I know, like, I agree with you. Watching that movie or whatnot, oh, it is just—it's so. It scared creepy. my dad. <laughs> it's so creepy. It scared gorgeous. my dad. My dad was like, "Oh, she." It was creepy when she turned into the spider lady. I'm like, but that was the coolest part. Oh <laughs> uh, goodness, yeah, you know, I can. And then yeah, courage. Can, yes. We talked about courage, and nobody in my class liked that. Uh. <laughs> Every time I mention courage, even nowadays, like, oh, that show traumatized me. But courage, I, every time it was on, I, I get really happy. And then there was Crashbox. Do you know about Crashbox? The name sounds familiar. Okay, so, like, people have been like, oh, it's like Candle Cove. No, no. So Crashbox was this, uh, again, stop motion animation because, of course, it was. It was this mixed media show that was only on HBO uh, so okay. if you had I, HBO, I, I know, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking. It was about. this crazy mixed media show, and each each segment. So they would be like, I didn't know it was educational for the longest time. That's, that's how dumb <laughs> I was. I, I thought it was just pretty pictures on the screen, and it was these crazy segments. Like the opening is like a photorealistic brain getting crushed by a computer, and right. I I would I would always want to watch Crashbox. My mother's like, Oh my god, you were so annoying. If we missed an episode of Crashbox, you would complain and complain and cry and I love Crashbox for just it's it's absurd and it's scary. It's scared pe- people are like, oh, that show was scary, and it's like, no, that show was great. I love just everything that gave you nightmares as a child. Okay, yeah, I mean that's that it's it's weird, I guess, and like for you, like what some people they look at be like, why why would you why would you present that? Like it just gives you the creeps. For you, it just like creatively like just sparked a, a sparked a sparked something in your brain. Just be like, I need to see more. I need more. Yeah, so I started making more. 
Fair enough. I can we just talk about courage for like just one quick second because yes, I, yes, I, please. I, I I'm with you by saying that I, courage was one of the shows that every single time it was on, I had to watch it, no matter how creepy and eerie it was. I craved that like it was like my life force more than anything else. I, I have to know. Obviously, there has to be at least one moment or at least one episode that has to be your favorite. So, which one is that one? You ever you ever see the Harvest Moon episode? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Is that the one that? That's not the one that with the return the slab. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. That one's King Ramsey. So okay. the Harvest Moon episode is one that kind of inspired me. I remember seeing it for the first time as a kid and going, "Whoa, how did they do that?" But the main gimmick is that the the character, the Harvest Moon, the villain of the episode, mm-hmm. is a is an actual head, an actual bald head. Like it's a real person's head. Mm-hmm. And it's creepy as hell, and I loved that as a kid. And, like, there's a scene where it's like, if you don't make something grow, you'll die, you know, there'll be consequences, you know, because they can't say die on television or something. And then everything starts melting, and they start dying of heat stroke. And I just love the character, and I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do that. (laughs) And I I figured out how to do it. And if you've seen some of my work, sometimes you'll see scenes where my hand is a character, and I grab stuff, and I, I... I film myself sometimes with like duct tape over my eyes, like screaming in front of some fire that I Photoshop in. Um, I'm just really into just, again, combining medias and seeing that as a kid uh, really made me just, I love mixed media. I love combining stuff into more, making the most weird things you can do. And I want, I want to do more of it. I mean, that was something I was definitely, I definitely do want to also bring up is like, not only is like seeing these stuff, like as a good inspiration for just kind of the aesthetic that you try to go for, but the way that they're able to tell that story with the different mediums or whatnot, like I can only imagine, especially for you seeing the stuff you've been able to produce since then, like how much of that mixed media aspect, like creatively drove you to like, try that more and more. Way more into it. I've been getting super into it. Uh, spoilers alert, but uh, I don't know if you've been following me on Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, recently, I've had to put everything I've been working on on hold because uh, next year's my senior year at school, and mm-hmm. uh, we we have the opportunity to pitch our senior film. And I'm I am pitching. I've had to stop because I've had to work on my pitch, and the pitch is that it's going to combine two D. 3D and stop motion. Right. All the things I love. And I'm not going to say much else about it, but I'm hoping that it gets greenlit by my school. It, it is horror. It's psychor. It's all the psychory psychor you <laughs> may know, may not love. I, I, I can only make like one cartoon every five years. I'm so busy. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's a stress test of me seeing how much media can I combine into one thing. It's going to have a stop motion aesthetic. It's going to be crazy. And I hope I get to make it. I I hope that if not for the pitch or for the senior film or whatnot, I hope you do get to make it at some point because, again, just hearing you buzzing just about, like, the, the, the influence of your art already, like, I just know that if you have the opportunity to, like, really just go in with uh, this pitch idea, whether it be for school or whatnot, like, you're going to create something that is going to be so eerily awesome. I think that's probably the best way I could word it. Yeah excited for it so i if it doesn't happen it i might make it in the future at least i can make it way more horrifying because there's a lot of rules you have to follow in school it's like okay right i won't have that scene <laughs> i'll censor it down for the kids but then it's like oh now i can make this how i want to make it all righty <laughs> all more right. gore it is <laughs> more gore. oh no that that's something that is both in like 
<laughs> That's something that I'm both intrigued to see and petrified, knowing what you what you could potentially do. <laughs> the animation uh, horror. Do more of it. <laughs> I, I have to know, like, you know, especially the aesthetic that you try to carry with it, whether it be the mixed media stuff or the, the psychological horror stuff. Like, what are some of the biggest influences of that to this day? Like, I know, obviously, growing up, it was obviously the Coraline and the Courage or whatnot, but is there any, like, more recent examples that kind of influence you to, to, to experiment a little bit more? You ever seen BoJack Horseman? I have seen BoJack Horseman. So, uh, when I first started with Please Stay Tuned, one of the people who uh, helped me with the earlier draft of the project refused to help me until I watched the entirety of BoJack Horseman. Okay. They said, watch this. And when I watched BoJack Horseman, I, I was hooked. I watch it. <laughs> I, I rewatch it sometimes. I love that show because I just love the psychology of, of characters and, like... I talk a lot about animation, but like you, you, I don't think you could be an animator and only talk about a- animation and only see animation because uh, live action has stuff to bring too. Um, I'm a huge fan of the work of Ari Aster, mm-hmm. um, Midsommar, Hereditary. Okay, okay, fair enough. Huge fan of his work. Uh, he's coming out with a new one, and when I saw the trailer for uh, Bo is Afraid, mm-hmm. it's 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 like you got live action characters is a scene where like this character's wings are stop motion and it's live. I'm so, that one's going to, that one's going to my inspiration <laughs> folder when it comes out. I'm so excited for it. But, uh, the work of Ari Aster, um, there's this movie called greener grass. Okay. Uh, it's not a horror movie sort of, it's this movie <laughs> that not, it's, it's a bit more underground movie. Uh, it's this, really surreal crazy suburbia it's got these absurdist scenes where like a kid falls in a pool and he turns into a golden retriever and now he the rest of his life he's a golden retriever and there's like this show called kids with knives it was a big inspiration for like the world of please stay tuned uh when i watched it it's like kids with knives (laughs) it's like oh you put kids with knives It's, it's crazy it's this crazy movie and i i love just movies a really strange movie that's been an inspiration is uh you ever see the cat in the hat movie yes i have seen <laughs> i have seen the cat in the hat movie <laughs> okay this one's gonna make me lose subscribers here, but, um <laughs> i not now if you judge the cat in the hat movie as an adaption of the source material it's horrible no absolutely it's not a good at but if you take that away and judge the cat in the hat in terms of surreal humor and just the level of surreal oddity that this live action movie is able to pull off, it's a masterpiece in that class. There's so many good surreal <laughs> gags in I, that. It's creepy. It's creepy. It's creepy as hell. And that's what I love about it. I was going to say, like, like uh, oh, I was going to say, like, honestly, if it wasn't sh- like straddled by the fact that it was supposed to be a quote unquote adaptation of the Dr. Seuss book. The film on itself is not bad, especially with what you're talking about. It is not a bad film. It's the fact that people associate that with the fun, cheery attitude of the cat in the hat, and then they have what was presented. <laughs> no, that is. I don't like it. No, that, that's creepy. Like, But there's so many good gags. Like, There's the gag where they go down the pole, and mm. then there's like this dance club underground. Right. And he's like... Me and my cousin used to quote the comically large pen moments, like, yeah, I need you to sign this paper with this yep. comically large pen that requires two hands. <laughs> like, a lot of Flea Statune's influence and just craziness and wackiness comes from the cat in the hat. So okay. if you like the craziness and absurdity of, of all of the, the things I make, 
Um, you, you would, The Cat in the Hat is a very strange credit, because I would watch that movie all the time when I was younger. Me and my cousin loved that movie. It was just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous movie. But just don't, it's it's bad, but <laughs> I, I love bad movies. I'm a big fan of bad movies, like atrocious horrible movies that should not be made oh, i host bad movie night with my friends and i just like find the worst movies i can watch that aren't just like bad but are like how did this get made can't... you gotta watch bad stuff too oh no i i was gonna say for my birthday last year me and uh me and tipsy the person that helps me run this podcast or whatnot she, like i had literally no plans for my birthday whatsoever and she's like well let's just watch a movie together and we'll figure out something we were looking and the one free movie that she found was that Pinocchio voiced by Polly Shore movie. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet. <laughs> I had to pay $6 to watch that. <laughs> but, but father, when am I going to go out my own? I watched the whole movie. It, was, it wasn't the framing. So I watched that with my friends. Right. We had the Pinocchio pot. If you put in a dollar, you'd get popcorn. Okay. And we watched it and... So I'm friends with a bunch of artists and other people and the storyboarding, the framing, it's just, why is this Pinocchio? The horse at the beginning says, I bet you've never seen a boy's nose grow. His nose doesn't grow throughout the whole movie. I know, right? That's, that's even the, can, I do want to say at least one thing. The one thing, I, I, it's rare for me to give praise to a bad movie like that. But the one thing I would give credit for is at least some of the actors, like Polly more than anything else, they give a good performance. They gave an entertaining performance. They knew that this was going to be a shit show, and they just hammed it up. And that's what made it enjoyable more than anything else. How did Tom Kenny get in this movie? <laughs> Well, how does Tom Kenny get in any movie? Like, Tom Kenny's in a lot of animated movies. He's <laughs> in the other Pinocchio, too. He's in the he's good a, Pinocchio, which, like, oh, no, fantastic. I, I was like, he's also, they're, they're also doing, like, a, a Pinocchio, like, heist movie or something like that, and he's supposed to be in that as well. Tom Kenny's just, hey, Pinocchio. <laughs> no, again, Tom Kenny is like, ooh, a paycheck. Um <laughs> Oh, man. No, don't, don't fall by man, Tom Kenny. No, no, I'm not saying. I'm not. I love SpongeBob. No, I was you gonna say. Love SpongeBob. I, I was saying. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that in a great way. Like they, they realize that Tom Kenny is good, and they'll pay him to, to, to do it. That's why I'm proud of more than anything else. Good on Tom Kenny for getting that money. <laughs> I love uh, SpongeBob though. Oh, oh yeah, I never talked about Spongebob. Ooh. Spongebob, I was obsessed with as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously the first few seasons, but again, it's that absurdity. It's the ridiculous yes. gags. I like that episode where Squidward just explodes for no reason, like, five times. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God, I remember that episode for no reason. I was, I thought you were initially talking about the one where uh, Squidward like, gets addicted to Krabby Patties and then gets into the vault, and it's like, what? I go straight gonna... to your thoughts. And then, and then you, you blow up. Ah, <laughs> oh, goodness. I was going to say, like, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. I actually just recently brought on someone, uh, shout out Gabe DeValle, uh, to where he worked on, uh, he worked on SpongeBob and is currently the storyboard director for The Patrick Show. So, trust oh, me. me. Yeah, so trust me. Me me and SpongeBob, why not? We, we, we close homies. We get, no, I'm joking. I, I, trust me, you can, like, especially with the variety that SpongeBob could also present more than anything else. Like, goodness. Like, it could either be, like, obvious kids' humor, whatnot, or it could just be, like, just, just weird, random, like, yo, gags or whatnot. Like, 
you can't tell me that whenever they bring out Nosferatu at the end of you know the the open twenty four uh, our Grey Knight shift. Yeah. the animation. Look there it is. There yeah. it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know uh, what one really got me as a kid? What one really inspired the Cory Brain? I'm right. gonna say one line. Okay. Go for it. They're actors. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, and I get that. I get that. <laughs> you understood that reference. Oh, I understood that reference. Uh, another another good mixed media example that I'm sure you understand. And all I gotta do is say two words as well. My pencil. Yeah. Yes. I just pretty much everything that inspires me boils down to just. There's a degree of absurdity to it, like down to earth, like, yeah, it's all just ties vibing. No! <laughs> I need crazy. I need some crazy, otherworldly, what the heck was that moments. Like like SpongeBob, and I, I like all those crazy shows as a kid of just absurdity. It, it's hard, it's, it's getting harder to find stuff that's just crazy. I like Flapjack too. Flapjack was oh another favorite. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> like, don't I, I told you. I told you, everything that gave you nightmares as a kid is probably something that I loved a lot. Look, that that era of, like, late 2000s Cartoon Network, that was, like, my – that was my cultural awakening moment. So, like, the Flapjacks, Chowder, Class of 3000 or whatnot, shows like that, the, that's the reason why I love art and animation. Like, that was the stuff that, like, got me hooked more than anything else. So, trust me, Flapjack alone – I get that, and I appreciate you. <laughs> I love you. Um, <laughs> I think the only one I could not watch was Mr. Meaty. I, I couldn't watch Mr. Meaty. That, that, that's the one I couldn't do. Like, that's the one, like, oh, did, people are like, did you like Mr. Meaty? I'm like, actually, that one's one I, I actually couldn't watch. That one was too gross for me, actually. Not that, a fan of gross-out humor over here. Fair, fair enough. Now, going back to SpongeBob for a little bit, I'm going to use SpongeBob to link to my next point. And I'm going to also say just a single line, and hopefully you'll understand where I'm going with this. <clears throat> Maybe it's the way you're dressed. Sans Undertale? Yes, yes. So I, I figured a major influence to like some of your stuff, especially nowadays, is like the Undertale Delta Rune like series or what. Okay, like, you're gonna <laughs> love this. Um no. No? Okay. okay. When Undertale came out, I, I played it and I was like, this is okay. Okay. That was a fun game. I enjoyed this game. A lot of people have like I I wasn't big on the under, on Undertale. Um, I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. I still have my shirt that the 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 shirt was made so nicely that it hasn't faded, and I've owned the thing since I got it in 2015. Yeah. I still have a Toriel plush. Uh, mm -hmm. I only played Undertale twice. Okay. I figured at least <laughs> now, like that. Uh, no, okay, fair. I was gonna say I figured like at least the Toby Fox. You know, game sphere and whatnot had somewhat of an influence. But you were about to say Deltarune, go on. Uh, so I played Deltarune in 2018, and again, it was like, well, that was fun. I liked that game. And then Chapter 2 came out. <laughs> and I, yeah, I could tell. And uh, uh, so this is where things get a little funny. Uh, and I play it, and I'm like, that's the funny, crazy puppet guy. Sure, it's interesting. <laughs> oh, it's another crazy, wacky, because I usually like characters in media that, like, are weird, crazy, yep. one note. Nobody likes them very much. My favorite character from Resident Evil is Moreau of all people. I love that fish boy so much. Fair enough. And I go online and I'm like, yeah, no one's gonna like this character. And then I open Twitter. <laughs> and I, hope, I, was, I open up Twitter I, and everyone loses their fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> don't get don't get demonetized. Uh, but 
so I was into it, and I, I made a little animation. It was called Spamton's Biggest Deal. Um, uh, I, I had the idea when I heard the audio one day, and I'm like, oh, that'd be a funny cartoon. And I, I think I storyboarded it on a napkin. I was taking oh, wow. stop motion at the time. Okay. You probably have seen this cartoon because it was one of – yeah, you've seen it. Oh, boy. So I made it maybe in about a month. Probably would have made it shorter if I uh, – if I, if I – I was doing this on top of all my schoolwork, so okay. it took a little longer to make, and I'm not proud of it. And then I, I posted it online and said, no one's going to watch this. And then I went to see Rocky Horror that night, and then I, I opened my phone after the show, and I have 99-plus notifications. The video has 50K views, and I'm like, oh, a bunch of people found me because of that video. Um, so thank you all who found me because of that <laughs> funny Spamton video. Uh uh, All I have to ask now is, how does it feel to be a big, big shot? <laughs> painful. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, that was it. I said, and then that's when I said, that's it. I'm done with this. I got, I, I, I left and I'm like, okay, well, I've done that. I won't be coming back to it. And then my partner knocks on the door. Oh, boy. Hey, Court, <laughs> I played Deltarune. Yeah. I need to talk to you about my favorite character. <laughs> and back I went. <laughs> And then I got, then that's when it finally, I really got into it. So, um, Please Stay Tuned was not influenced severely by it, because uh, we, we were done with pre-production by the time all that okay. fun stuff happened. Uh, so, yeah, it's a surprising one, but I am very into it. In fact, that's what my side side project is. I don't know if you've seen anything about it, but uh, it, it's coming. It's, okay. it's very slowly. Okay. New cartoon baby. <laughs> new new cartoon cartoons all the way. Cartoon sweet. Anyways, um, no, I, I mean I figured that would at least be an influence at least to some of the art animation that you do. But obviously, you know, maybe you know, spammed in the sides. Interestingly enough, but like some of the influence that we talked about, a lot of stuff. I imagine a lot of that is into this giant stew that you were talking, or soup that we had talked about earlier. This a culmination into this wonderful little work in progress you're currently working on. Corey, I think it's time we talk about the the big thing that you have been working hard to make a reality, and that is, please stay tuned. I'm not telling the audience that that's the name of the sh that's the name of the show. Please stay people, tuned. People call it "Stay Tuned," and I'm like, no, that's a movie from the '90s that I haven't watched. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're talking about "Please Stay." I thought I thought this was just talking about me and my weird interest. Oh, we're, we're making a show. <laughs> Let me check my notes. Oh yeah, I am making a show. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to hope. I'd like to hope so. At least with uh, you know, closed circuit studios, the studios that you are in charge of, or what. I'd like to hope that you know you are in charge of this incredible, surreal, unique concept that I've been seeing so much about. So again, we you've mentioned throughout like influence of that onto Please Stay Tuned. I just have to know where did the original concept for Please Stay Tuned come from? Oh boy, this is a story. Buckle we have up, time. buddy. This this is a story. So. The year is about 2014. Oh, wow. Okay. We're I going go back. to see a musical called Matilda. Matilda, Ooh. the Ronald Dahl, based on the book, etc. During the intermission, there is a song called Telly. Mm -hmm. And in this song, Mr. Wormwood, Matilda's dad, sings about the wonders of television. And um, it's like, oh, the television. Big, beautiful box of facts. If you don't know a thing already, baby, you can flip the channel just like that. And it's just this thing about TVs. And I just had this idea leaving the musical about that song got stuck in my head for some reason. Okay. And I just thought about like, huh, it'd be really funny if like the TV was singing that. 
because I was into absurd concept at that point. Right. Uh, flash forward to like maybe maybe a few months later, it was four in the morning. I uh, I uh, I have a lot of lavender scented products. Okay. And I would keep like a bottle of lavender oil by my desk, and when I got really stressed, I'd just grab it and just take a big whiff of it. And I passed out at my desk. The next day I woke up, on the screen was a TV head man in a suit. Just a drawing, a really crude drawing of a TV headed man in a suit. Okay. And I'm like, huh, that's funny. He's funny. It's really funny. But I kept thinking about him. I worked at a, as, a, um, as a grocery clerk on the yogurt aisle. I used to stock yogurts uh, for my money uh, during, during, co- during uh, my first year at community college. Okay. And I keep thinking about this TV man. And I don't know, he wouldn't leave my head. Uh, originally, he was like this villain. And he started off as this villain, this evil TV head man who had a contempt for humanity and hated everyone and wanted to destroy. This is not what the show is. This is so far <laughs> removed from the show. Uh, people say CRT looks like a wet paper bag. So he was so far removed from who he is today. But I couldn't stop thinking about this TV man. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. But I'm like, no, no. What is he? And I think about it. What is he? What is he? What is he? June rolls around. Mm-hmm. And uh, the anime convention is coming up. My uh, anime convention that I like to go to every year. And I had an idea. What if I built this character as a costume? I was really into TV heads at the time. So I wanted him to like make this thing real. I'm like, he originally started as like a, as a insert for me, I guess, sort of. But that changed. Eventually, he got too cool to be me or too lame to be me. I don't know. But I didn't want to be him anymore. So, but I make the costume and I go to this anime convention. That night, somebody hosts an impromptu dance party in the lobby. What is he? I'm still asking. What is he? And then the song Don't Stop Believing starts playing. No, wait, no, wait. I get Don't Stop Leaving and Living on a Prayer confused. Okay. Living on a Prayer starts playing. I get them confused for some reason. And there's a dance circle that's formed. And people are loving me. People are loving me and my TV head with the suit and all that stuff. At one point of the song, a guy comes over, grabs me, and lifts me up into the air. Everyone is cheering. I am at a just euphoric, it's just high. And then that's when it cl- as I'm in the air being spun around, it clicks. This guy's an entertainer. That's what he is. He's an entertainer. And I had that eureka moment. And then that's when I started coming up with the idea. I joined this Discord called Tune Room. And uh, I started brainstorming this idea. Like, oh, what if he's this television? This television who wants to be watched. That's his, that's his, I have the character. I have the character. I have the character. And then I started writing. I wrote the first script in like an afternoon. And it was really bad. (laughs) And then I just. I had a friend, vo- a friend of mine, voice act the original one. It was, he, he did his best, but eventually we decided the character changed from what he was, and he went through several changes. CRT did. He used to be really unlikable, but we made him a lot more likable now. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> he was really unlikable in the first draft. He was really, really, really not good. He got like soggier with each draft. Where like it's like no, make him more relatable. Make him more relatable. Make him more relatable. And now um, people like him. There's a daily CRT account which posts pictures of CRT every day. And I'm like, wow, I guess we're doing something right. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how Please Stay Tuned originally started of just this idea. And then the characters just kind of came one by one of just uh, Sunny came by accident when I drew this Sun character in my notebook. 
and um you know who sunny is right yeah i know sunny i remember i seen the the little prequel short that you kind of have called yeah, it's yeah. a sunny day he's so cute he's <laughs> the, the team loves him he's like he's very popular and i i i i I can understand why, but I, he was an accident. I just kind of drew this sun head character and I showed him to my friend sitting next to me. I'm like, what is he? And, and then she looks at him and goes, Oh, he did something like, what's the weather? I'm the weather. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that's funny. And that's how he came about. And then you have, um, hostess who I, I was, um, on vacation and I just, I drew her one day. I was just, I drew this rabbit ear girl and I'm like, she's cute. I'll keep her. Um, <laughs> and then, because originally in the original, original Police Tattoo, uh, CRT and Sunny were the only two characters. Okay. And then we needed more. We needed more because the original short was only like five minutes long and it was really bad. <laughs> uh, the, the cartoon is now 14 minutes. Right. But it, it was bad. So, uh, we introduced more characters, um, Hostess was then added, and then it's like, no, we need more, because there was one scene that needed more padding, so I'm like, let's come up with these goofy magicians, and then Maxie and Perigene were created, and Perigene was originally a rabbit, but then we thought it'd be funnier if, like, okay, but rabbits are lame for magicians, uh, what if they were a bird? Not a dove, but they're in a city, so what if they were a pigeon? Because pigeons look like doves. I think they're related, actually. I don't know. I'm not an animal person. Animal people don't cancel me. But they look like doves. So I thought that'd be a funny concept. So that's how the whole show kind of all came together. Then, you know, you got the story of me showing it, them saying, this is horrible, let me help you. And then the team starts getting bigger. I go to art school, so I found people to work with uh, right. who liked my project and wanted portfolio work. And I still pay them. I pay everyone on the team. I'm like... I've had people who have asked me and they're, they're like exchange students, so I can't legally pay them. And I am like, your work is great, but if I can't pay you, I don't want to, I want to pay you. I'm very, very adamant about paying my team. It's why we did the Kickstarter and Indiegogo, just so I could I paid everything else out of pocket uh, right. that right. was pre-Indiegogo. Sunny was founded, funded almost entirely out of pocket. It was crazy. I can imagine. Goodness. The I trailer mean... was completely out of pocket. <laughs> I can only imagine. I mean, especially seeing like all the different elements that you've kind of already incorporated and hearing kind of the incredible backstory you've had just to get it to this point that we're talking about right now. For, I, I have to ask, obviously for those that are hearing us to this point and wondering what in the world are these two going on about? How would you best describe Please Stay Tuned? Please Stay Tuned is the story of a television-headed man named CRT who one day goes to this beautiful city of... Uh, 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 redacted. And afterwards, uh, well, during here, he's here because he wants to be watched because it's a big, crazy city. But he's got a few issues, and one of the issues is that he has a bit of a fear of crowds. Mm. And this is going to, you know, impact getting there. And, you know, he's an outdated television. He's only got 12 channels, and flat screens exist. And it's just about him trying to achieve this goal of being watched. And there's some wacky characters like yeah. Sonny. Sonny is a sun-headed. Uh, he's very, very popular. Uh, he's pretty much the unofficial mascot of the city of Redacted. And be because you know everyone loves Sonny. Uh, you got Hostess, who's this very mysterious but helpful lady who's always trying to make the city a better place. 
Uh, you have these wacky magicians. You have Maxie and uh, their partner, Perigene. There are a couple who... Maxie is very disturbing, loud, and over the top, and Perigene is more quiet. They have psychic powers, Perigene does. Mm-hmm. And then there's some even sillier characters, like uh, Fleazy the business demon, who uh, has been in business for... Uh, thousand years trying to get someone to sell him their soul hasn't gone well hasn't made a single sale and it's just all these weird characters coming together i would tell you so much more about what does that have to do with everything what ties them together but that that would that would spoil the plot a little bit and we've only got one episode (laughs) but it's a very crazy show and it's got it's People ask, this looks very silly. Why is it a psychor? And mm. you got to watch it to find out <laughs> why it's a psychor. I mean, trust me, like just even the little elements that you kind of just mentioned here and there and whatnot. The characters, I absolutely love just about every single character you presented so far. Like CRT, just the way that, you know, the, the their attitude or whatnot, but also like their quirks and their, their, their uh, shortcomings, I guess, or whatnot. Absolutely cannot get enough of it. Perry Jean has a special place in my heart. I'm sorry. I saw them. I instantly fell in love with them. I will be 100% honest with you. Love, love Perry Jean lovers. Oh, yeah. You guys are so rare. But Perry Jean is my favorite, to be real with you. Oh, wow. I love them the most because they're easy to animate. Uh, we ha- <laughs> I, have, I have an energy scale. of Because when you're animating, it's like, how much energy does this character have? Um... And that ties into how I animate them. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, CRT isn't going to have the same energy as Hostess. Uh, Hostess is way more delicate in her movements. Right. Uh, she's a more delicate character, so she doesn't move as fast as CRT. And then you have characters like Maxi, who are on the far end of the energy scale. He's got the most energy out of the whole cast. And you have Perigene, who is on the opposite, absolute polarizing. Yeah. Opposite, Perigene does not move much. They barely speak. I, they have such little dialogue, but they, they, they do everything with their psychic per- pigeon powers. Uh, yeah. Perigene is easy to animate, and that's why I love them. Maxi, on the other hand, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, the dichotomy that's there, I imagine, you know, there's a reason why you wanted to introduce that more than anything else. But, I mean, like, I would even go as far as say that the, the city of Redacted, like, that that on its own is a character, just the way that it's presented, just how incredible and unique of a, a universe that that place encompasses more than anything else. How important was it for you to make sure that the city of Redacted was as vibrant and interesting as possible? We took a lot of inspirations from just, you know, uh, a lot of 90s cartoons like Rocco's Modern Life and Cat Dog. I, lo- I love the house and Cat Dog so much. Yes. Uh, the, I love the old 90s architecture, but uh, one of our one of our one of our uh, background managers is a really big fan of Chowder. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, I don't design the backgrounds. Uh, I, as I mentioned, backgrounds and I can't design landscapes. They're too complex, and they make my tiny little brain hurt quite a lot. <laughs> so I, uh, one of my background artists, uh, the reason they got a background art on my team was uh, they were our dungeon master for Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, that's great. That's and incredible. Right every there. every every town that they took us to was just more absurd than the last. We went to this one town where it was like, uh, our, our campaign opened up in a uh, place where they had the bug races, which was uh, bugs riding <laughs> on top of humans that were on all fours. 
And then there was a place called Tough Town where all the babies were stacked. <laughs> there was a town run entirely by one dude. There was a town with a giant pile and snail races, but each location was more absurd than less. And then they're like, Corey, I got an issue. I really want to draw backgrounds. And then they were never seen again. Oh. They were uh, taken into closed circuit and were never seen again. But their yeah. concepts are just insane. And then I have my uh, other uh, my other viz dev artist, uh, the Chowder fan, uh, would come up with these crazy buildings. The, the frog bog. The yes. frog bog, which was mentioned in uh, it, It's a Sunny Day. Uh, that That's Maddie's favorite place. And they wanted to have... When we wrote the short, they're like, we need to talk about the frog bog. Because uh, frog bog was created by... Um, uh, Aaron, they they drew the they designed the frog bog. I told them just design a bunch of wacky. I told them I told both both people design some background character background backgrounds <laughs> buildings, and they came back with these crazy things. Uh, Aaron had come up with all these crazy buildings that I could have never come up with. They had a building that was like a giant mouth. They had a giant soda soda cup building that was just called one sip and you can go up to the top and take a drink out of it and (laughs) it wasn't me coming up with the crazy ideas it was the team coming up with the crazy ideas and i love every bit um my favorite and it's not shown in any of the trailers is uh but um the stage which maxi performs on uh mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite designs in the whole thing and i won't spoil what that looks like but uh maxi's stage is uh definitely a favorite of mine and um yeah <laughs> a lot of the designs were just beautiful and it's thanks to the team and their own personal inspirations that we were able to make uh the city as good as it is so it wasn't me it was the team and team if you're watching this i love you all I was going to say like definitely major, major props to that team to, to help really bring this story to life more than anything else, like more than you already doing. Cause I imagine like, especially with the, the years of influence you've had on this, having a team like that really, you know, create a cool, fun environment for the city more than anything else. Like I imagine that that must've been like almost encouraging to like really get this thing in the full gear, like really kick it to where we, you can bring this beautiful story to life. They're so tough. I, I like I said earlier, it's not Corey Beepington's. Please stay tuned. It's Closed Circuits. Please stay tuned because I could have not done this alone. If I did it alone, you would have had Please Stay Tuned V1.0, and we don't talk about that. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Definitely do not talk about 1.0. Um, <laughs> no, I, but like another element that. I at least personally love it goes back to some of the stuff that influenced you beforehand or whatnot. Some of the stuff that you've been teasing is not the fact that this thing is animated, but the mixed media aspect or whatnot. Cause like, you know, one of the things that people might, you know, ask right off the bat is why do you, why is it uh, a psychological horror? It doesn't seem like it'd be anything, you know, too weird now there. And then there's just the single like couple second, like, you yeah. know, looping video or whatnot that you have of like the mixed media with like the weird hand motion or whatnot. How much there's of- about there's about several different animation styles in that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to know how big of an influence is this me- mixed media aspect going to be on Please Stay Tuned. That scene with the hand was the one that I was talking about that Madoka Magica inspired. That okay. scene exists because of Madoka Magica. Uh, that scene is that that scene is a good scene, and I'm not going to say anything else about it. But it's a good scene. But I imagine, like, stuff like that, I imagine how much of a major influence is mixed media on that going to be a part of Please Stay Tuned? 
a lot. There's it's not just one particular scene. We've mm-hmm. we've sprinkled it about and um the 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 thing is that like when doing horror especially, you can't come out and give the biggest baddest scare cuz it's like it's a momentum builder cuz if I give you the biggest baddest scare right at the beginning, now I have to top that. Right. So um psych- mixed media is very important in that it, it it helps build and pepper the horror throughout. It's not just in one scene. We have several pieces of mixed media uh through sprinkled throughout, please stay tuned. And I will there's there's another instance in the trailer, in the newer trailer, the somewhat newer one when we had the Indiegogo where you can actually see uh a bit of mixed media with like a hand, an mm-hmm. actual an actual hand, my actual hand is there. Uh there's there's a few mixed media bits um sprinkled throughout it's it's a very they're they're sprinkled throughout and it's episode one is our test and it's the we're getting you in we're acclimating you we're getting you into this world because you gotta remember going into the show no one knows anything about these characters so we can't just be like boom scary boom horror oh 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 oh." it's too much right 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 a lot of pilots have that can have that issue where they try to do too much and too little but here it's just Let's give you the world, and then we'll start making things weird. Mm-hmm. Let's acclimate you first before we dump it on you. But it's not like you're not going to at least tease it and let the audience know, oh, trust me, that's- this is only just a taste. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the point of the pilot. The point of the pilot is just, this is a taste of what we can do. Give us a full show, and you'll get more. You'll get more in larger amounts. And I'd like I'd like to keep it going. I'm hoping it has a longer life outside the pilot. Uh... That's up to you guys. I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, trust me. I you at least have one fan that's going to guarantee that they want to see more and more than anything else. Thank uh, you. Support <laughs> us on Patreon. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just have to know, like, especially when it comes to the the pilot, at least, like, what should people expect whenever it finally comes to fruition more than anything else? What should they expect? If you go in thinking that this is going to be, like, the exorcist and the scariest thing you will ever see in your life, uh, you'll probably be let down. Like I said before, uh, the pilot isn't about dunking you into the scariest thing, the scariest thing, because now we have we have to beat that. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to do that. So it's funny. The pilot is funny. We've, we've had test screenings of it uh, when we were finalizing the animatic, and there were a few jokes that made people laugh really hard. There were a few parts that made people go, aww, a little bit, but um, at the end of the day, it's a pilot, and it's like anything. The first episode is never going to be the best episode, especially because this is made on a very small budget. There's one animator. That's me. Um... It just with indie stuff in general, um, I don't like it when people go in like expecting a studio quality, like perfect pilot right out the gate, especially by indie people who have very limited access to funding. Right. But do ex- I don't want to talk negative about the show. I love the show. Uh, do expect it to be very funny. Uh, we, we Like I said, it took four years to get this right. Four years to get our characters like good to where they're all likable. They're very likable. A lot of people... Uh, we, we always ask people when they join the team and we show them the animatic, which one's your favorite? And the fact that there's never one consistent answer <laughs> really makes me happy. Like, some people really love Sunny. Some people really hate... Maxie's a polarizing one, actually. People love <laughs> him or hate him. But uh, 
people like people like you will be like, oh, Perigene. Perigene is the best character. And the fact that there's not, it's not like everyone goes in and goes, oh, CRT was my favorite. Oh, Sunny was my favorite. It's this one's my favorite. This one's my favorite. And having such different answers uh, makes me think that you're going to love the characters. You're going to love this crazy world. You're going to love the mixed media. If you're like a fan of Courage, a fan of SpongeBob, a fan of stuff like Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, maybe, mm-hmm. you, you'll probably like Please Stay Tuned, but don't go in expecting like the scariest horrible thing on the planet it's it's a cartoon and you can see the love put into it i i I know it from the team and i know i love it so (laughs) i i I just wanted to say i'm sorry you said the the don't hug me i'm scared i just couldn't help but think if once people see some of the psychological horror aspects of uh please stay tuned some people are probably gonna absolutely love it and some people probably gonna be like let's agree to never be creative again (laughs) it's not on that level it's not Right, it's not right, on right, that right. level of that's that's horrible. That's the scariest thing. Like I said, it's not. It doesn't aim to be the scariest thing in the world. Right, it right. aims to the, the 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 horror supplements the storytelling is what I say. Where mm-hmm. uh, when we wrote this, like a lot of people are really honing in on the psychological horror part. I'm like, is that what it is? No, the psychological horror exists to help the story. Because at the end of the day, we have a story about a TV man <laughs> and. We want to tell that story, and we feel having these mixed-media psychological horror bits helps elevate the story and helps it. So it's supplemented by the psych horror. Uh, it's it's not the psych horror. It's it's not the main course that you're supposed to be going in and expecting. It's a nice little garnish on top of the main course. Yes, yes, yes that, that's that's the perfect description. <laughs> it's it's a little pepper on top more than anything else. Yeah, not, maybe not, nice little extra spice. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that that that's actually a better description I could than I could have used. Thank you for explaining it for me. Hey, you should uh, be our CEO of advertising. Hey, you know what? I'm available. I mean, <laughs> I am open for business. Um, my paycheck will be a nice meal every week. How about that? I'll keep it cheap for y'all. Uh, <laughs> looks at our budget. Um, I need background artists. I'm sorry. Background team kind of comes first. Sorry. Can, can I at least get a saltine cracker? One. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I appreciate and love like what, you know, people should be expecting or whatnot. And I can already tell from the community that you've more or less developed since you've really started, you know, getting this stuff out there. Like you've already developed a pretty impressive community, like really falling in love with please stay tuned. Are you more or less amazed with how much people have already gotten on board at this point when it comes to it? Um, y- you know, one day I found out that somebody made a life-size cardboard cutout of CRT, and uh, I said, guys, we made it. <laughs> Everything's um, good until I... Well, uh, having having a fandom, I like how everything's very small right now, because, like, you know, a fandom can be polarizing, and, yes. like, I, I think I, I regularly lay in bed at night thinking, what happens if I fail? And then at the same time, the fear of, what happens if I succeed too well? Right. I, I don't want Please Stay Tuned being another, to- like, you know, oh, the fan base is so toxic. Like, that that scares me. I I love that we have fans, and I, I love that people love the show and are willing to support us, and they've, like, support. I hope it stays that way. I don't, I want Please Stay Tuned to be successful, obviously, right. but I don't want it to become, like, this is going to sound weird, but I don't want it to become so successful that people become, like, rabid about it and are mean to people about it or harassing the team or harassing the voice actors or harassing each other like 
I love I love the community for what it is. I love daily CRT. That's like my morning paper. <laughs> I, I I open it up daily CRT every day on, on on Twitter, and like there'll be like a picture that I don't even remember when I drew this. How did they How did they find this? <laughs> when did I? How did they get this? I was gonna when say I was, shout out daily CRT. I might have them linked in the description below. Um, <laughs> the anatomy is so bad. Delete that. <laughs> I'd stare at my own art that I, I like, when did I draw this? Why do they have this? <laughs> the anatomy is so bad on that. Why did I, why did I think this was okay? And I, I love, I love the fandom so much. Uh, I hope it gets bigger. I just hope it doesn't get to a part where it cannibalizes itself. Right, I, right. I don't want that happening. I want all please stay tuned fans to be nice to one another. Well, I mean, I, I imagine, like, if you look deep enough into any sort of fandom, you're going to find some sort of toxicity in there one way or another. But I feel like, at least with what I've been able to see so far from the community, as long as that positivity is at the, the, the forefront and people show that love and excitement for that stuff more than anything else, like, I don't think it should... I, I, I sincerely hope it doesn't cannibalize itself because, again, like, just hearing the fact that someone has gone out of their way to make a cardboard cutout of CRT... If you're watching this, that's crazy, and I love you, and I hope you're doing okay. Absolutely, I, I commend you more than anything else. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if someone is to, if someone is to make a cardboard cutout of me or a cardboard cutout of my Mister Moneybags character, or whatnot, that's the moment I'd be like, all right, that's it, I've made it. Thank you, everyone. Um, <laughs> you know, if you've really made it, though. You know the rules. I don't need to say it. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of the the several rules that are out there. What you know, I I you know, I, I literally I think I literally said that if I ever get to that point and someone does something along the lines of that or whatnot, I will be both impressed and mortified. Um. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, question. <laughs> well, I mean, like so, you know, seeing hearing more or less the story of how please stay tuned has developed more and more knowing the amount of love and passion that you've already had behind it and the amount of people that are being involved with it the several more people that are excited like myself that you know are, are excited to see what could potentially next that are staying tuned ever so nicely nicely to see what we should expect well what should the fans expect what what or at least what are your expectations for please stay tuned Please get more than 100 views on YouTube. YouTube algorithm, please be nice. Please, I work so I work. By the time it's done, it's gonna be like a decade. Please be nice. Uh, watch it if you can. Maybe maybe help support the show. Uh, it it costs a lot of money to make cartoons. Did you know that? Once I'm out of school and I can't mooch off my free software of Toon Boom, it's gonna cost $200 a month just to use my animation software. Mm-hmm. Gee, that's pretty awful. Just say it. Support support the show because we can't make it without you guys. Absolutely. We're, we're fan funded and that's always going to be the hardest part of making an indie production. Like I mentioned before, you can't have like, oh, I want studio level quality out of an indie production because that's borderline impossible. And most indie creators don't have the access to the money that uh, please stay tuned. Like if you want like numbers, numbers um, is running the first episode is running with about one twenty fifth of a studio budget. Oh wow! For like an actual animated TV, like like an actual episode of your favorite show, please stay tuned. Is maybe running off one twenty fifth of that budget. We 
our Kickstarter raised about seven thousand dollars with taxes and stuff. We we don't have we don't have that. We don't have a lot, and I'm so very careful with the budget that it goes. Mm-hmm. I don't make a cent. I haven't received a single cent of the budget. It's not for me. It's for the artist. It's for the background people. It's for everything I cannot do by myself. Uh, so Patreon is kind of a supplemental funding. Um, so we run through the Patreon. Uh, I I, per- I prefer that. We have a Discord open. If you give us five bucks, we let you into the Discord, and then like you can just tell me, like, Corey, the show is bad, and I'll be like, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the five dollars. <laughs> Have for, a nice day. Thank you for five dollars. Please stay tuned. Um, <laughs> I, I I mean, you know, understandable, fair enough. So I have to know at least for you, like, let's say hypothetically, or at least let's let's do say that once you release the pilot out there, that it does get an opportunity to really like the algorithm works in its favor and people get to truly see it and love it. What would you like to see out of the series? Please stay tuned. Like, what are your long-term expectations for? Please stay two. tuned. Two episode two. I want to finish it. <laughs> I want to finish the whole. I want to finish it. Okay. I want it to get to a point where I can keep making it. Mm-hmm. I want it to be like, oh, our Patreon is now. We're getting enough income that I can keep making the show. I don't need to get a job back at the grocery store anymore, stocking those yogurt shelves and having weird thoughts about television men. Uh, I, I don't have to work as a DoorDash driver drive, driving my bike in 90 degree humidity mm. to uh, to make money to keep the show going. Because that's how I funded the Sunny Shore, just biking around my college town um, do, doing DoorDash deliveries in the in like 90 degree, 100 humidity weather. Uh, I won't have to do that anymore. I can make the show how I want to make it. And that's the best thing about indie is that there's no executives telling you no, so I'm really hoping that I, I, it does well enough that I can just keep making it. I know how the show ends. That's that's. Okay. I know how this ends, and I talked to the team about it, and we know that this thing would. It's not a very long show. It maybe we we kind of only expect it to run like if they, if we were going on a season by season basis, like it'd be a one season thing. Okay. It's not a terribly long show. Because, you know, you have too many seasons and it's it's too much, especially for an indie team. And, yeah, I wanted to get to, so in a nutshell, I, I wanted to have enough success that I can keep making it. Well, you know what? I, I'm right there with you hoping that you get to that point because if this is only the taste of what we're getting right now for just the pilot episode, given the opportunity to really expand that to a full season, you have me at the edge of my seat, Corey. You have me <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you absolutely but you know we've been talking a good bit about you know art and obviously please stay tuned and like the projects you want to do so how about for this next question if i may i i go a little above and beyond and give you more or less the dream scenario let's say i am big shot mr Moneybags. i come to you i'm like look Corey. we know that there's something incredible brewing you just need that little extra push little motivation you, you need a little platform more than anything else we have access to anyone and everyone in whatever uh, industry is possible. And more money than it should be possible. We could probably make sure that all these animators are compensated in so many different industries or whatnot. We'll focus on that in a minute. Right now, we are focused on you and you alone. If given this opportunity, what would be the dream Corey Beepington project? Please stay tuned, obviously. Okay. I want to make the show. The full version wanna... of it? <laughs> I've been I've been making this for seven years. It's almost seven well, seven years in January. Once January rolls around, it will be seven years. Like 
I, if if this wasn't my life goal, I would have given up after the, the third rewrite. I would have been like, okay, next project. But I believe so strongly in this project that I kept it going. And if I had the chance to make anything, it would be to make this whole show. And maybe it'll be a hit. Maybe it'll be a flash in the pan. But knowing that I made something that I truly love and I truly wanted to make, that's what I want. I don't have any other really... I have ideas, but I don't think any of them are as good as Please Stay Tuned. Uh, it, it, all else fails, I'll go back into game dev and blow up another computer, but... <laughs> I, I told you, I'd like to try again. But <laughs> um, I want to make Please Stay Tuned. So so if Spamton G Spamton wants to fund Please Stay Tuned, uh, hit us up. Our email is superfunnytvguy at gmail.com. Uh, give us all your money, all your Cromer, and we will, we will make this show real. We will make CRT real. He will be real, and you can go punch him in person for $5. $5, you can punch him, and this is how we'll fund the show. Well, I think I can certainly say that all the Cromer will be absolutely worth it. <laughs> and then I get scammed, and then I, and then that, that's that's it. The whole team leaves. We we have a joke uh, in the uh, in the chat about all of us about us messing up so badly that we all have to change our names and move to Mexico, and <laughs> that that'll be us. That'll be us in that scenario. <laughs> oh goodness! I hope it didn't get to that point, but. Sadly, we gotta get down from the dream scenario. We gotta get back to reality, and I'll ask the ever so generic question: Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five to ten years from now? Dead. Okay. Not dead. Oh, not dead. Not dead. I'll say, yeah, the mic cut out. You just said dead. I'm like, okay, that's a first for this podcast. <laughs> uh, I I don't know because like when I first made. If you if you dig deep enough on my channel, you'll find the old Please Stay Tuned trailer, mm -hmm. and it'll say, "I'll have it done at the end of 2017." No, ah. just kidding. It's the end of 28. Just kidding. Uh, 2020 is when it'll be out. Just kidding. I said 2025. I hope that happens. <laughs> <laughs> the story's at least done. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I graduate school soon in like a year, or so. Hopefully employed. <laughs> Please give me a job. Maybe someone will go, I'll give you a job. You get to make your own show. It's about a television man. And I go, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, Yay. I'm right there with you hoping that you do get that opportunity more than anything else. If nothing else, I mean, you're doing a good job creating it for yourself at this point. So there you go. But <laughs> As we wind down the interview, Corey, I just have one last question I want to ask you. Obviously, you're deeply entrenched when it comes to art for as long as you can remember, you know, talking about earlier, you know, with some of the, the, the scenes or whatnot with animation or whatnot, you know, Courage and Coraline and all that, all that amazing media. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Relationship with art is a bit funny because so my parents are business people. Mm. They don't get it. <laughs> well, they don't get art. So um, I I, uh, I remember once we went to this uh, Yoko Ono exhibit at the MoMA, and my mother goes with me, and she was so confused the whole time. Do you know who Yoko Ono is? I, I Yes, I'm very aware. <laughs> I, I, sorry. Yeah. yeah I, know, I know Yoko Ono is. I, I'm aware so, of how unique her art can be. <laughs> and I, I was enamored by it. My mother was like, it's just an apple. And I'm like, no, it represents something. 
And I, I mean, art is important and I, I wouldn't be here if not for art, if not for animation, if not for, you know, the, the fact that I can just make television men real and uh, that that's cool. It's like being God, <laughs> but like, 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 it's like being an underpaid, stressed out college student, but I get to make things real. Like, it's like being God. Like, maybe we're all in an animation right now <laughs> by some tired college student. And we just don't know yet, and we'll never know. But I think art is just important in that you can create whatever you want. And in animation especially, it's I'm not bound by the laws of reality. Whatever I can draw, whatever I can make. If I want to make Mario make out with Sonic, I can I can do that. <laughs> if if I want to make awful animations about Spamton, I can make that in. <laughs> if i want to make tv man shows i can make tv man shows if i want to like animate my head exploding i can animate my head exploding it's just it's therapeutic it's crazy that i can just do this and with how great technology has been like back then you couldn't do any of this if you wanted to make a cartoon well the resources were you needed paper you needed cleanup stuff you needed you ever see the stuff that goes into a 2D stuff? Your equipment was so specialized that like you couldn't do it without a studio. But nowadays, I, I I do all the cartoons on my channel are the ones that don't have other people involved. Um, they're all me. And the thing with other people being involved, you have stuff like right now, like Discord, where I can like, oh man, I suck at backgrounds. Well, now I have 40 people who can do backgrounds. It's like drawing Pokemon cards, where it's like. Oh man, I don't know how to do this. I play background designer, and then I call a background designer, and then they design the background, and I can take that, put it in my cartoon, and you can just collaborate. Uh, Please stay tuned. Is all made entirely remote. We have we have an artist all the way from Malaysia working oh, on wow. the show. Uh, yeah, they did the storyboards for uh, the Sunny Short. I did not storyboard that. Uh, okay. Uh, our storyboard artist, uh, who goes by Dean, uh, boarded that, and. Um, they're all the way they're they're all the way on the other side of the world and it's crazy that you can do this all nowadays and there's there's not a single studio that has co- talked to us they don't know we exist they 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 no one knows we exist <laughs> we're little we're a little guy but those who do know we exist we love you but <laughs> it's it's cool that you can just do this and then i make my own things on my own time which that's all me i didn't have any studio help i just stole some audio from the internet and said that'd be funny if mario said that that's so funny and i it's crazy you can just do it all now it's gonna get even crazier you ever see like what 15 year olds can do now with art oh i yeah no trust me it it scares me but in a good way (laughs) like now you have ipads and you can just draw i wish i had that as a kid when i was in high school i didn't have ipads Mm -hmm. yet they weren't like apple pencil wasn't a big thing yet i had to lug around my big macbook with my my like chunky MacBook with my chunkier tablet, I had this chunky old bamboo tablet. It didn't have a fancy screen or anything. It was just this, this ugly old tablet that I, I lugged it around, and I had to carry this fat laptop case and carry it through all my classes just so I could go to study hall. And that was the only time I could do it. I would carry this around just to have those forty minutes of uh, a free period to do my art, or at lunchtime I would work on it those 25 minutes now kids just have their ipad and they can just draw whenever they want and it's so crazy i'm I'm jealous of you kids and i think just especially in the time we live in now where everything is just 
but COVID happened. Oh yeah, my God. Jesus. I would have gone insane if I wasn't able to draw that. A bulk of our production was done during COVID because, you know, now I have all this time and I can make really, I didn't have school to worry about. So I could just hunker in and focus. And I, I took a year off from school during COVID because it was like, you want to pay 30K to watch YouTube videos? <laughs> and I'm like, no. So I took that year off and all I did was just work on the show, work on my project, work on my art and art just... I don't take, as we discussed before, I don't take a lot of breaks, but I can't see a reason to because I just love to create. It's just, it's it's fun to me, but that, that's what that rambles all about. So yeah, art is pretty important to me, to many other people. I mean, you like art. Are you an artist? Do you draw? I, I don't, I want to get into drawing. I really want to get back into it. Cause I used to in high school, like I was really big into art. You I can do it. I say I really want to get back into pottery if I can. That was like my Ooh. main. That was my main thing when I was an artist or whatnot. Like I used to just like love the material and like mending it and like basically like literally creating the three D space. That was my main focus when it came to art. So. Do it again. You can do it. Absolutely. I think you should. And like, look behind you. You're not an artist yourself, but let's look behind you. I say, I, yeah. I, no, I was like, like that. That I got these. A lot of this stuff, with the exception of I think, like this little grouping right here. A lot of this stuff is stuff from former guests I've had on the podcast, in one way or another. Like, uh, who are all incredible artists on their own. <laughs> yeah, and like, like I said, some of that's not even from a show. It's yeah. just, uh, it's, some of it's just art you like. So even though you yourself aren't an artist, art has made an English a difference in your life. I mean, it's that interest that led us to this moment right now where we're conversing with one another. Your mm -hmm. interest in my show, my own art, has led us here. Has led you to do your podcast. Has led you to make your own career. And like there's people who will say art is useless art doesn't do anything and then they go watch their favorite netflix show yep <laughs> where so it takes so many artists to make that actors are artists you have set designers camera work cinematography as a whole that's an art oh yes. own. you have visual everything is visual effects nowadays they're artists it's just if you want a world with no art you're just sitting in a blank void with nothing in it because you know, even like people like my mother who, you know, accounting, they, there's somebody who designed their program, which they do like accounting work and someone mm -hmm. designs that the tables that, you know, they like someone designed that the horrible, ugly stock bed, bath and beyond photographs we have hanging in our bathrooms. I mean, they're hideous, <laughs> but someone designed that you make your art has made you make that conscious decision to hang that really generic, boring flower pot painting that, Everybody has, you know what I'm talking about I know what in you're the bathroom. <laughs> it, it's everywhere. It's, you know, everywhere. And it's very important in the world and the world without it would be a void of nothingness because nothing exists without art. Someone designed this computer I'm talking on. Someone designed yeah. this microphone. Someone designed this water bottle. That's cool. It's cool that I have a thing to put my water in. Just think <laughs> there's a world where there's no art and my water just has nowhere to go. And I'm, I can't drink it. That is. But that's my spiel. <laughs> now I was going to say that all of that was wonderfully worded. If I do say so myself. Thanks. I made but, it up on the fly. <laughs> I was going to say, I could tell because I don't think in that, in the hundred and some odd times I've asked that question, no one has ever brought up Mario making out with Sonic during that part of the question. Why not? So that's a first. <laughs> <laughs> You can. You have. You can either make beautiful pieces like Van Gogh did, or you can make Mario and Sonic passionately kiss. 
Uh, but once again, that is wonderfully worded, if I do say so myself. Corey, that is all the questions that I have for you. Um, I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I want to share you with a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um, <laughs> look, Corey, ever since, like I said, I was first introduced to Please Stay Tuned with the, the Indiegogo at the very least, like I was instantly enamored with just like the uniqueness of what you were presenting, the, the, the fun environment and the incredible in characters. And that was just like very first impression. I knew I needed, I wanted to help out one way or another. You know, really getting a deep dive into your stuff, really seeing how much more is developed or whatnot. Like, it, it, it's it's exciting to see every little update that I can for Please Stay Tuned. Like, it's, Have you it, been liking the updates? I've been I, loving I send the them updates. out every month. <laughs> I, I've I'm been glad. I'm glad you like them because I write them, like, every month and I'm like, oh, hey, guys. Animation hard, but the team is killing it. Look at this cool thing we made. Absolutely. Yeah, like, the next one will be next week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, I mean, like, it's – it's always incredible seeing like how much more you have invested into it. it. It was incredible to have you on here today and to have you talk about how much you have invested into this, whether it be the stuff beforehand when it came to, you know, the influence of your art and, you know, your passions or whatnot to, to hearing how much you've have invested in this singular story alone. Like if I didn't have a lot of love and support, love and uh, appreciation for what you're doing now, I have nothing but that for you at this point. Knowing how much is going into this project, knowing the amount of love and care that is going into it, and knowing the amount of like support you're giving, not just for this idea, but for the team that you are working with, to make sure that this thing truly becomes like to its full potential, full potential at this point, it has me nothing short of excited to hear what's next, Corey. Like I truly cannot wait to see. Please stay tuned. I cannot wait to see just how much down the rabbit hole we're going to go down with this psychological horror slash dramedy thing. Cause it looks incredible. It sounds incredible. And knowing everything that's going behind it, all I just have, all I can say is thank you. Thank you for putting this out there into the world. Thank Thank you you for having me here and having me talk about, um, Dumbo, weird pink elephants, (laughs) uh, Spamton and uh, Mario and Sonic passionately making out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, no, I, like i said thank you for thank you for making this a reality thank you for letting your passion really drive this forward and thank you for doing what you can to make this a reality i i and like i said you know if nothing else you know you got at least one person that is going to be rooting for you every single step of the way whether it be please stay tuned or whatever you do past that so thank you for what thank you, you. how did you find us anyway you know, you know <laughs> i need to ask that you know what it's my turn i'm okay. interviewing okay. now how the hell did you find our Indiegogo? Like I said, it was it like it was the Indiegogo. I, I don't remember who exactly shared it, but I'm pretty sure like because again, I follow a lot of artists when it comes to to Twitter more than anything else. And whenever you had the campaign, at least like the the initial tweet about the Indiegogo or whatnot, and with like the little teaser video to go with it or whatnot, that was when I first heard of it. And that like you know seeing that and you know going to the Indiegogo page and seeing like the details that were on there and whatnot, I knew I was hooked and wanted to help out with that. I've been keeping kind of a loose eye here and there when it came to what you guys have done, but I'll tell you what really reeled me back in for you more than anything else. It was the uh, indie animation pitch night that you had recently, not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the I, animation community support all the pilots there. If you haven't watched it, please watch the whole uh, thing. There's more pilots there to support. Support them all. I love them all. I uh, love my friends. No, Yay. I was gonna say absolutely. I mean, like. 
uh, from that pitch night alone, I had two people whose pitch I previously had on the podcast, and that was uh, George Edwards with Puppet the Nightmare Elf and uh, Evan Startees with uh, uh, Lumion the Great Big Galaxy. Yeah, I've had them both. So cool. I love Evan. I know. So cool. I've had them both on the podcast, and then I just recently brought on uh show Tuzi and Jim's uh surname for Tally Ho. I uh, had them talk about that, which is a great got, You got Tally Ho? I got oh, Tally Ho. We're, we're good friends. We're we're good friends. <laughs> we 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 we, uh, we talk a bit. We we've actually been talking about one convention. Like maybe we can try hosting a panel. Maybe, Ooh. maybe, maybe. No guarantees, no guarantees, no guarantees. We we only mentioned it in passing, but yeah. No, I I love Tally Ho. Just all the indie people. I Thank you, Kiki, for putting it together. If you're listening to this, I love you. Anyway, uh, love my friends, love Indie Animation, love them all. Absolutely. And I was going to say, hey, for any of the people that, you know, were part of that Indie Animation night or whatnot, if I haven't gotten to you yet, trust me, I probably will at some point because a lot of you have some incredible ideas. And I, that's why I wanted to reach out to you. I, if there's any way that this little podcast can help get that word out there a little bit more and drive more love and support your guys' way, I am more than happy to do that. So epic. They're all epic. <laughs> uh, now, if people want to show you that love and support and really, you know, help bring the fruition of this wonderful vision from the wonderful city of the city, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Okay. Give me your name, credit card number, <laughs> the four digits on the back, expiration date, and just Not- send it to a uh, super funny TV guy at gmail.com. Uh, we'll take good care of it. But uh, also, if you don't want to do that um, for some reason, uh, you can support us. Uh, we have a Twitter page. It's at please stay the number two ND or please stay second. But it's a bad pun that I invented <laughs> because please stay tuned was taken. So I had to improvise. Uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, it's my own. Corey Beepington is my Patreon. And you can... Um, Throw us money there. Five dollars gets you into the our super secret Discord where I'm there, and you can personally say mean things to me, and I'll be like, "Well, at least you're paying five dollars to say mean things to me. Thank you." And then for ten dollars, you get behind the scene peeks at some things that I'm working on uh, as I make them, so you'll get to see stuff before other people do. Or yeah, it's pretty cool. Or just new cartoon stuff. Or me rambling about something stupid I drew at three in the morning and me posting that <laughs> and only you get to see it. Wow, you're so special. That can be you. Uh, we do have a Ko-Fi page. Uh, we use that. If you donate at least $15, we will put your name in the credits. Uh, stay on our Twitter page because we are planning on maybe getting more merch out in um, in the summer. Maybe. If you miss the Kickstarter or perhaps... Didn't you want if you like those CRT keychains? We do have a few extra and we are planning on doing something with them. Uh, follow our Twitter for more information about that. Um, but yeah, just just and uh, if you don't have money to contribute, that's fine. Uh, a share is very powerful, like, like in your case, Nathan. Um, 
who heard about this from their friend uh, talking about please stay tuned with your friends and showing them the trailer, the promo. It helps us go a very long way because you share it with one person, they share it with three, they share it with five, and maybe some of those people want to give us their credit card number, in which <laughs> we'll take that. But the chance of us getting their credit card number greatly expands when you share, like us, retweet us, comment on our page. You can comment, is this Mike Deltarune? <laughs> on our YouTube comment page, like the 40 other people who thought this would be really funny, you go into newest comments, it gets a little comical. But if you really want to, it boosts us in the algorithm. So it does. go it ahead, does. kid. <laughs> but yeah, just, just, just give us your money and support us. Because anything animation, we can only stay indie because of you. And in order for us to keep it indie and not have to bend over to the corporate overlords who will like make it cute and to say this is too scary and uh, the TV is uh, to people don't like TVs anymore like this guy who keeps breaking them so CRT hey, is hey, going hey, 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 hey. to be hey in my defense that was in college I have learned since college you better have <laughs> you know the, pe the people will go oh, sorry uh, CRT is just going to be a generic guy named Bill and he's just going to be uh, he's just going to be drunk and uh He's going to hate everyone and he's going to have a stupid catchphrase and he's just going to have two kids now and like they're going to swear a lot and there's also a talking dog and uh, he says stuff and then there's like a cutaway gag every five seconds and that that's the whole show. That's please stay tuned now and don't make that don't let that happen to us. So we need as with all indie animation. Uh, your support is what matters the most in keeping us making uh, the cartoon how we want to make it. Etc. Etc. I'm almost done with my script. That's the whole <laughs> script, actually. Um, yeah, that that's that, get, support us and there support indie animation. We there need you, you. There you go. And if you missed any links, don't worry. I got you covered. I'll have them listed in the description below. So people, go go. If you're not already showing support for for Corey and the Please Stay Tuned team or whatnot, go show that love and support right now. Um, Thanks. Do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, watch my show, like and subscribe, uh, eat your fish heads, they're very nutritious and delicious, eat your vegetables, brush your teeth twice a day, mm -hmm. televisions are awesome, help. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I greatly do appreciate it. Um, like I said in the intro, uh, yes, I know I said I was kind of stretching it when it came to the amateur April parameters or whatnot. But look, at the end of the day, I had to have Corey on at some point. <laughs> like, I, like I said, I've been keeping tabs with Please Stay Tuned ever since the uh, like Indiegogo Kickstarter days when they were first trying to get this thing off the ground. And just seeing what they've been able to, to produce and like what... 
they have planned for it, the different aspects that they talked about, it has me nothing short of excited. Um, Corey, if you've gotten up to this point, thank you so much sincerely for your time. Um, I, I sincerely enjoyed our conversation, and I, I, I just I enjoyed it. I thank you, thank you. <laughs> that's that's the thing when it comes to like guests like Corey, you know, like seeing some of the cool stuff and the the cool passion that they have. And like I said before, considering like they're only like scratching the surface for what they could potentially do. Oh my god, that it, it it has me excited for what the future of art can be just in general. That's why I do this amateur April thing. This showcase what the future could hold, what people's potential could really be. And like I said before, like seeing what Corey had has just in the woodworks or whatnot. Like just the little teases of it. Oh. Corey's gonna go far. I'm letting y'all know right now. Like, whether it be with Please Stay Tuned or, you know, in some other aspect of the industry, one way or another, Corey's going to go far. I can tell right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is the way I'm kicking off Amateur April. Like, you guys should see some of the guests I'm also going to be bringing on because I, I got some cool people lined up. I got some incredible people that I'm always honored to talk to, whether or not their following says it or not. The fact that people are willing to... Donate a little bit of their time to me, and maybe a thumbnail. It speaks volumes more than anything. And I'm just always glad and grateful for every single guest I've had the opportunity to talk to on this podcast. I don't know, honestly, what I did to deserve these opportunities. I guess it's just persistence, maybe. But, you know, I'm... I'm I'm glad to be where I am. I sincerely am. I'm glad to be able to get to a point now to where I could be providing someone an opportunity to really like showcase what their art is capable of. To introduce some new people to an incredible artist and such. Because I think they absolutely deserve it. I genuinely do believe that every single artist I bring on this podcast, especially during Amateur April, deserves the opportunity to grow more and more. So if you are not following Corey and what they are doing, you need to change that right now. Show them love and support. For every single guest that I bring on this month, show them love and support. For all the ones I brought on in the previous Amateur April, I have a playlist on YouTube of all the previous Amateur April episodes. Go back, watch them, enjoy them, show them some love. Because they all absolutely deserve it. Every single artist I bring on this podcast absolutely deserve it you as an artist absolutely deserve it keep up the incredible work you deserve it <laughs>